everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. We rise by lifting each other up. I love that quote. Ain't that the truth? Hey, thank you for tuning into another Conversations with Sarah. Today, our guest is the fabulous Holly Strano, meteorologist at WKYC Studios right here in Cleveland, Ohio. We know and love Holly all over Northeast Ohio and excited to have her on today. I've known Holly for years and she's always just been a breath of fresh air, a ray of sunshine every morning. And I love that she's been so transparent in her journey and her advocacy for mental health and anxiety. She's been honored with several different awards um, regarding her work in that and sharing. She has a new feature called You're Not Alone that is airing on WKYC. And you can see all of that through links on their website as well. If you want to look at past ones, if you want to follow Holly on social media, you'll definitely see and hear a lot of the the work that she does. And um, she's just helped me a lot in my journey with anxiety, knowing that I'm not alone. So I hope it helps you knowing that you're not alone either. We'll talk about people pleasing. We'll talk about anxiety. We'll talk about our faith. We'll talk about all the things and how to keep a positive mindset and some of the tools that you need. So we're going to get into that in a second. But I have to tell you, my friend Amy over at Daisy Cake Cake Bops is at it again. She is actually going to be sponsoring portions of the podcast and episodes. Very excited. She made conversation with Sarah Cake Pops. She tried to convince me that this is now a podcast, <laughs> but it all in um all in all, she's just fantastic. She creates really anything you want over there. You can turn Baby Yoda into a cake pop. You can turn anything into a cake pop. And they're super, super delicious. She even has gluten-free ones. So check them out. She's located in Kent, and she can deliver anywhere in the U.S. So check them out. Daisy Cakes. I'll actually put the link in below, but uh, very, very excited to have her part of, see, I almost said it, Popcast podcast. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get things started. Holly Strano. um, Again, we know and love her from Channel 3 News, born and raised here in Ohio in Lyndhurst on the east side. She has two wonderful children, Jessica and Grady, who we'll mention and talk about throughout the podcast. Of course, you can see her in the mornings on Channel 3 um, and in the afternoons uh, as well. And all throughout her social media, again, connect with her on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. She's just fantastic. Here is Holly Strano. Well, thank you, Holly, so much for joining us today. And I'm so excited to sit down and talk with you. We're going to get to all the fun stuff in a minute, but there's a question I always wanted to ask you. What? When people meet you, do they always ask you about the weather? No. No. Really? No. (laughs) 
they blame me. Oh, okay. But it's usually um, pre-pandemic. I'm I'm a hugger, so it's it's usually thanks for you know making us smile, and and it's it's always so nice. Like that that is a very popular question, though, as far as do I mind, and I find it almost insulting if someone says that because why would anyone? get into television <laughs> if you mind someone coming up to you to say you make their day better or thanks for the smile this morning or whatever it might be for goodness sakes so pre-pandemic my grocery store visits were much much longer cuz i just would get caught up talking to everybody you know yes i love that and yeah. you are like from the moment i met you in person i'm like oh my goodness she really is this huge ray of sunshine just like you are on tv oh, you were you. you were always like that in person and it's just a, a gift to be able to share you today to our listeners That's as well <laughs> so we all know you on tv and we've yeah. watched you um but tell us a little bit about holly as a mom you have two kids yeah. and there has to be a lot. I mean, I know it's a lot for me to balance it all. And yeah. what's it like for you? It, it Well, especially, I, I feel like this question is so different than if we were talking a year ago, right? Because yeah. of the pandemic. So it's so different. Uh, there's been a ton of blessings for me because I love selfishly having them around me so much more because of the online school. And of course, you know, when this all started, we were all home. Uh, I mean, I went to work. I was one of the few people that, and I am still one of the few people that is um, going into the station physically, but there's literally a handful of us that are only doing that. So thus the zoom and thank you for understanding. But, um, you know, it is a lot to juggle, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't go to bed at five o'clock, even though I get up at one thirty. that's just not possible as you know, when you're a mom, um, I, I love it. And the schedule that I'm on allows me to really be there in my opinion, those times of day that really matter. You know, I don't miss yeah. anything. So I might not be getting sleep <laughs> and I might become a little bit like crabby mommy, um, by the end of the day. But in, in most cases, I I have to say, it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to pick them up from school and cook dinner and and have all that time with them. So yes, it's a juggling act, but it's a huge blessing. It's not like, I I love what I do, but I've always said being a mom is my absolute favorite job in the universe. And I really mean, like, I am one of those people. I love being pregnant. I breastfed both my kids. <laughs> There's plenty. And, and I'm not, you know, saying this to offend those that don't, I, I support whatever, but I, I guess my point is, is I just thoroughly enjoyed every part of the journey and still yeah. do. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I'm a lot like you because y- you work way earlier hours than I do, but I miss the getting on the bus. Like I miss the first day of school yeah, getting on the hard. bus. You know, I've missed a lot of that, but then you're right. On the other side, I've had so many of the blessings. I'm always home yes. for school and cooking dinner. So I think sometimes as moms, we give ourselves way too much of a guilt trip. Oh, I am so hard on myself. Oh, we <laughs> the all worst. are, right? And I, I don't know if we all are. Sometimes I think that I am a recovering perfectionist or I don't know what the problem <laughs> is, but I, I'm really, really hard on myself. 
I am. Yeah. Maybe some of us are worse than others because I'm like that too. Probably it's, and I know we're going to talk about so much, but it's probably a contributor to my anxiety because I just hold myself at such a, I, I want them to walk into beds made and candles lit and dinner perfection and uh, on taco Tuesday night, maybe I'll even have some fun decorations out. Like I really put that pressure on myself and it's just not, it, it, it's not doable every day. And yeah, I'm getting to know that. Yeah. It's not realistic. Well, let's talk a bit, a little bit about anxiety since you mentioned it right there. Mm-hmm. I've been real open. I've struggled with anxiety for for many years, I've had several different health issues. You have come out, it was probably what, like a year or two ago? I can't remember. It was three years ago. It was three years ago. My well, gosh. maybe it was two, but it was two or three. But I mean, it, it's been a couple of years for sure. Yeah. Since you were- Two years ago. You it was were two so years. amazing to come out and share your story. So scared. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a lot. It's, first I, of all, it's, it's very it, hard to be open. I mean, everybody sees you as this one person either behind the mic or on TV, but it's like, well, do they really want to know what's going inside? Mm. Because I feel like it's probably affecting other people, but it's scary to be open and transparent like that. And you have just, I feel like you've opened the door for so many people to say, oh my gosh, me too. Yes. You actually have a series on now that is called You Are Not Alone. And I just, I'm, it's so beautiful. So kind of let's just start at the beginning there. Why mm-hmm. was it so important? Because you're right. It's so hard to be vulnerable. Right. Why was it so important for you to be vulnerable and share your journey of anxiety? My initial thought was if I help one person that my goal would have been complete. And then it kind of snowballed into thousands and thousands and thousands. And I, I, I was taken back by it. And, and I guess when I say that, I, I was thinking, wow, this is really a problem. Like people are, are struggling to have a voice with this. And so at that point, I, not to sound preachy, but I almost felt like this is your calling. You know, I think we all have those moments in life and say, this is my purpose. And this is why, you know, it, I think there's a huge misconception because I'm a positive person and I have a great attitude, but you can have all of those things and still have anxiety. And there's so many stigmas around it. So I was really afraid to be vulnerable and say things because I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to be so judged and it's going to be horrible for me. And I I didn't sleep, which is pretty normal for someone with anxiety for a month leading up to my initial series coming out about it. Um, But I said, you know what? I don't care because I really felt like that purpose outweighed any kind of risk. And I am who I am on TV. It, it really is. And so I thought if I can't talk about this stuff and make some sort of a difference and people are going to judge me for being real, then I guess that's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, completely honest. And I don't say that with disrespect. I, I, I'm saying it because I think that it's what we all need more of. There's so much masked, you know, just illusions and life isn't all 
unicorns, even though <laughs> I'm a firm believer of sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. But, you know, it's the truth, though. And I tell my kids that because I get scared for them. They're not really on social media other than Instagram right now. But it's so scary when you look at social media, especially as an adult, and see these, I want to say mirages, because it's all it is. Like, life is not perfect. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to have a bad day. And it's okay if you have some kind of a mental disorder. It's amazing to me that that is still a stigma and it's not equally as important as physical health. Because if your mind, it's, it's for me, mind, body, spirit. And I always, um, I'm going back now when I would be asked about working out. And I, my answer is always, I work out, not for the physical part of it. I literally work out for the mental because, and I didn't, at the time I wasn't mature enough to realize that what I was saying, but in essence, I was saying, I'm trying to, you know, make myself feel better. Right. And that's what it does. And so lesson learned that there are many things that you can do naturally, you know, medication, not that it's bad, but medication is not necessarily the go-to. And there's a million things that um, have, have helped me, including therapy mm-hmm. and just talking with somebody. And I was really afraid to, you know, I felt like everyone's going to have this vision of me laying on a couch, you know, (laughs) like some, and and again, you just, you do all that. And and that's not what it is. And anyone that has gone to therapy, I mean, I still have a therapist this day. I am a work in progress. It's, it's not something that you just click and say, no, I'm not anxious. Not I'm constantly, constantly working on becoming the best version of myself. No, I, I know. And I think that's so important what you said there. It's not an overnight thing. No. I, I have a therapist as well. Um, I was recently diagnosed with PTSD and I have a wonderful therapist. I've had a lot of health issues and different traumatic things, um, going back to a loss of a child that I had um, a, a long time ago that I really have never worked through. And it's amazing when you go to therapy, they pull this stuff out of you. And I'm going to have some more series of podcasts on all of that and dive a little deeper into some different types of therapy because it just goes to show you can talk to a therapist. They have different modalities of therapy and it's just amazing. So more to that to come. Yeah. And I commend you for that because it's, it's not easy to talk about those things either. And I also suffer from PTSD and trauma. And uh, it it, it is so true that um, the things that there, not that there's anything wrong with having that certain friend or family member that you confide in, but there's just something about therapy that is really healing. Yes. And I feel like there's no, I don't want to say no rules, but kind of, you're not, you, you just you're there just as you are. It's not like your mom or your sister or your best friend. It's just, there's no judgment and it's just sort of laying it all out on the table. Yeah. And probably it it saved me. It it really did. Yeah. No, I agree with you so much. I can't, I can't stress how important and just life-changing it's been. And just for anyone not to 
feel like yep. they can't go or can't self-help talk. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah, it self-care, really is. self-help, whatever you want to yeah. Now yeah. you mentioned social media mm-hmm. and I think through therapy and through just self-reflection, I've learned I have triggers. I think maybe all of us have, maybe it's oh, a yes. word, maybe it's something on social media that happens, maybe it's whatever it is, but social media can be a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And I get real anxiety. Like if I post something, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. Oh no. Well, they, I didn't mean it that way. Or, you know, I'll overthink stuff all the time. And I think it's different for, for everybody. Um, how do you feel about social media? Sometimes I feel pressure with it. Yeah. I mean, it's literally part of my job. Yeah. So, um, it's it it and I don't feel pressure because it's part of I guess my feelings on social media is again as I've always been sort of open and hard on my shoulder and just talk about my life, I feel almost a responsibility to be that same way on social media. So I am, it's all out there. I don't have a private. Now, when I started Facebook, it's funny. I was just talking to Mark Mellon about this on the radio the other day. We worked together when Facebook came out. And so at that time you could only, you had a friend page before you could have a public right. page, right? right? Do you remember this? Oh, I do. And so then you had to have 5,000 friends in order to get your public page. And I joked with him, like I'm half Italian, half Hungarian, (laughs) got a huge family, but there's not 5,000 of us, right? Or at least that I know of. And so my quote, personal page is not personal. It's, I mean, and not that what I put on there isn't personal. It's all the same, you know, but then Facebook would not merge the two so that I have two redundant pages because of that. And then now there's Instagram and stuff like that. But um, from the very beginning, I just, I I just was kind of like an open story. And so I I think that now it is such a way of connecting, but I do believe it it does give me anxiety because it is a way of bullying. It is a way of a lot of things that aren't positive. So I try to make a positive difference on it. Now, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Um, I call myself jokingly the pleaser to my family and close friends because that's what I am. If, for example, Grady doesn't like his chicken dinner, I'm going to make him 10 other dinners (laughs) until that kid eats, right? And so I'm just not somebody that I'm not happy with myself unless you're happy and others yeah. around me are happy. It's just yeah. who I am. It's who yeah. I am. So, it, you know, people could be nasty if they can. And it's, it's hard for me. Like something as silly as I didn't like your dress can send me over the ledge. And not that I expect everyone to like my dress, but it's, we're human. Right. Why, <laughs> so why someone, does someone need to say it? Just what, right. They're right. just like, it's, it's that whole, cause I, I'm a huge quote person. If you don't have anything nice to say, just kind of zip it. Right. I, I can never imagine myself going to a grocery store just as an example and, and telling somebody I didn't like their sweater or jacket, just keep it to myself. And I don't expect to please everybody, even though my expectations of myself are that high. I know it's not realistic, you know, and therapy has helped me with that 
I, I do realize that it's not a realistic thing. But I also think that I try to inspire and I'm really big on quotes. And the reason I am is because they help me. That's mm-hmm. part of what heals me and quotes impact people in so many different ways. And I know from just experience with what I do on social media, I'm amazed at how many interpretations there will be of, and sometimes it's something right from my heart. And sometimes it's a quote of somebody else, but I will get thousands of replies and they're all different. It's impacted them in all different ways. So I know that when I'm really, really stressed, that's something that I do is I have quote books like you wouldn't believe and and things like that, because I feel like I never have time to like sit and literally read, read books. And I want to have (laughs) this life is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it triggers me, but it's, it's not one of my triggers per se. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And it's good. And I'm learning to balance it and I'm a big quote person too. I do a fish food for thought every day on my show. And actually while you were were talking, um, a, a Mark Twain quote came to mind. There's two days in life that are important, the day you're born and the day you find out why. And that was going, I, that, I thought of that because I know you're a quote person just like yeah. me. And when you were talking about how I felt like kind of called, this is, you know, yeah. I have this platform yeah. What what can I use it for good? And I love that you're doing that. I feel like that's a little bit of, you know, the day you find out why. Like I feel yeah. so open and it's so empowering. Yes. And I you have, have to a- say that after all of the nerves and anxiety went away and and what I did happened and was out there in the universe and on TV and on my social media platforms, it was like, oh my goodness, like the light bulb for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's therapy for me too, because I'm lifted by all of you. I'm lifted by you. I'm lifted by people telling stories and it's really kind of how life goes round. And I didn't, it took me a while to realize, and it's equally therapeutic for me to hear that I'm not alone. You know, it it really is. It's, it's pretty amazing. And no matter what, we're all on a different journey. And when I first opened up about some of my triggers and things that I was working through a few years ago, I thought, how can I be anxious when there's people that are, you know, this or that, this is so much worse than me. Right. It was like this guilt. Like, how can I say this when I have two beautiful kids and how can I be anxious? And then I realized pain is pain, grief is grief, loss is loss, anxiety is anxiety, and it's equivalent. We're all on different journeys and we can't, and and sadly, I think what does happen in the world and life in general is that everyone is so judgmental about everybody, but we really have no way to judge another unless you're literally them and you're not, right. You're not walking in my shoes. I'm not walking in your shoes. So just because let's just say I get stressed over a traffic jam and you don't doesn't make you right or me right. Or you wrong or me wrong. It's just, we're all separate and I don't care about traffic jams. It's just (laughs) an example. No, it's a good example. We're all on our different journeys, but going back to that, 
what you just said, you're not alone. It helps you you to even hear from other oh, people, then you're not alone. And you have a new series on WKYC called You're Not Alone. What is it all about? So it's it's basically mental health. And we're diving mental health is such a huge um umbrella. it's, it's so much, you know, it's not just anxiety, it's depression, it's bipolar, it's, it's a gazillion things, quite honestly. And and I'm not a doctor. So with all the things that, um, you know, we have talked about so far, we, we make sure that we're giving resources out. I mean, just like I have a therapist, whatever the subject matter may be, but we're really, uh, people have reached out over the years to me. And so I thought I've got to do something with this. And again, if their stories can make a difference, you know, to somebody else, then thank you, God. I mean, it's, it's just, again, everyone's journey is different and you never know who's going to hear that and think, oh my gosh, this is me. And now I'm going to go help, you know, um, the gentleman that I featured today, was uh, amazingly a psychology degree graduate masters well educated and was bipolar and had no idea until wow. you know like so far into his journey and was suicidal at one point and his story was just you think to yourself oh my goodness you know and and he's fully come around he's doing great but i i thought as i was you know, watching it back. And I thought of our conversation, we talked for like over an hour and I thought, my goodness, like what a brave man to share this. And, and he's not alone. I mean, so many people have reached out and said, this is me, you know, and that's scary. And, and the other thing is there are so many things I want to do, Sarah, because it's not just adults. I mean, kids, kids. Oh yes. Especially this past year. Yeah. And, and I've heard from a lot of parents and we're going to be doing, I'm definitely going to be honing in on some of those. And it's sad because there's so much pressure on children with social media. Yeah. I think it's different for them than us. You know, we didn't grow up with it, so to speak. Right. And they are, and it's such a, it's so hard and there's so much pressure. And I don't want to say, especially with girls, but I I do feel like that. I do to some degree. I do. Oh, I definitely think that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so there's going to be a lot of work that we do that, um, you know, highlights children and anxiety because they, especially, I feel like are so afraid to say, you know, of course, sometimes with even a child, even as a parent and some of the stories that I'm, I'm getting and people that are reaching out to me, what, what scares the heck out of me is not even knowing that, you know, sometimes there's no warning signs with children and and that's horrifying to me. It is. Yes. Well, I'm so glad you're, you're talking about that too. I have to tell you one of the things that really helped me that you shared, because you know, people, you know, you don't realize all the people that are watching or listening, right? You you just, you just don't. I was thinking about that the other day, you know, (laughs) right. You know, Um, those moments of, oh, I'm on TV. I better not say that. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, so I have struggled with insomnia for a year now. 
I think a lot of it stems from my health issues. I've been open and shared my story of Lyme and mold and some different physiological things, but for a year it's been really bad. And just to hear other people talk about sleep problems. I know you've shared, I even watched a YouTube video where you talked about, you know, it it just made me feel, oh my gosh, see, Holly has it too. Okay. I'm good. I'm not going to stress because, and I know that sounds so silly. It doesn't sound silly. I do the same thing and I haven't posted on YouTube forever. So that reminds me I should do that. (laughs) You should, because those videos were really good. (laughs) I haven't done that for a long, long time. I need to. I need to. Yeah. But it's just that, you know, everyone does. I I shared on the show this morning, and this was an old study, like 68% of people have um, sleep issues during the week. And that was from a 2016 study. So I'm going to guess it's way, way worse from now. So just, I guess that just, just say, thank you for sharing this new series. You are not alone. And I'm, so I'm going to keep continuing sharing. Oh, you continue to sharing. We're um, all going to share and talk. And we all lift each other. I mean, gosh, everything in the middle of the night, I don't care. I'm not talking schedule now, but as far as your insomnia and sleep, it's my worst time. It's yeah. my most vulnerable time. Everything seems like a huge deal. Even on the weekend when I'm not working, if I wake up, everything is a massive deal in the middle of the night. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It all hits yeah. me at night. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. When I'm supposed to be winding down. When I'm supposed to be, right, sweet dreaming and nope. Mm-mm. Nope. And Mm-mm. I'm really working on it. I'm, I'm in therapy and I'm, I think, right. you know, for me, I think a lot of it is there's some physiological things too, but I'm also in, in therapy, like you said. Yeah. Um, but it's also been a time for a reflection for me, as crazy as this sounds. Um, I think God, like, you know, uses times like this when oh, in my true. struggles to bring me through. And I've, I, you know, we've seen each other at the fest and I know, yes. you know, Father Bob and yes. I'm just curious as we, we kind of wrap things up before we get into a couple of fun questions, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the anxiety that you've shared with, you know, your sleep troubles like mine and, you know, all these different things. Um, for me, I feel like it's, it's made my faith even stronger Mm-hmm. As crazy as that is to say, how has exactly. how has all of this impacted your faith? I'm I'm no, I I have no problem um, sharing. I mean, I'm extremely faithful. I'll tell you a story, um, and and this is something I you know I was raised Catholic and went to Catholic school my entire life, and my kids are both at you know Catholic schools, and it just means a lot to me, um, and. God means a lot to me, you know? And so I'll never forget this moment. Cause I think we all, no matter what the faith, you know, Christian, God, whatever it is, I think we all have those moments of, well, is there, where is it? You know, where is he, she, it's the universe, whatever. Um, so probably I'm trying to think of the year, maybe 2011 or 12, I, this was back when obviously there was no pandemic and uh, I was doing the midday show. I don't know at that time what it was even called. It's been so many things. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the equivalent. It's about you. So I don't know if it was live on Lakeside or whatever it was, but, um, I had thrown my back out and I used to throw my back out all the time. And anyone that's thrown their back out knows that it's, it's not something 
that you could even, it wasn't from exercising or lifting anything heavy. I would literally like bend over to give the dog water and my back would go and it's excruciating. So if you have that, you'll get it to the point of like, can't move. Like I'd be laying on the floor and have to call my dad and be like, come grab me. So like that, that. So, so now fast forward to this happens to me and you can't really call anyone at one in the morning easily to go take your position at work. And so somehow I got myself there and I was crooked all day. And I actually stood for live on Lakeside because of the fact that I was in so much pain. And I, I had taken um, like 800 milligram Motrin's, which is what I had, but it didn't do anything. So then we have Dr. Nimi on the show. I had never heard of him. So I don't know if you know him or his wife. So Dr. Nemi is basically, um, and it's N-E-M-E-H and his beautiful wife, they were on his guests. I was so, um, if, if you're in any kind of pain for any kind of time, and now this is the end of my workday, I, I had had it. And I had a public appearance that night that I remember thinking, how am I going to do this? Like, I yeah. can't even stand right now. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm standing crooked and um, Terry Moyer, who's one of the managers of channel three is briefing me about, okay, the next guest is this. And she knows I'm miserable <laughs> and I'm in so much pain and I'm kind of half listening. I never met this guy. I knew nothing about him. He's a doctor and he incorporates religion into what he does. So we do this whole interview and, uh, I'm listening, but I'm not because I'm in pain. Does this right. make sense? You're oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like half paying attention in class. I'm, and this yeah. is no disrespecting him because I love him. And, and this is amazing. But then in the commercial break, he just said, um, nice to meet you. Can I do anything for you? I said, yeah, could you heal my back? And I was almost being a little sarcastic. And he's like, sure. yeah, come up here. And so, you know what a studio looks like. And so we're literally in a studio of people and off to the side. And it's like, okay, you have two minutes till you're back on. And he prayed over me. He did not touch me. I'm not paying attention. I mean, so as from one religious girl to another, I'm not like father, son, Holy spirit. Like I'm not dialed in at all. I'm just like, okay, heal it. All I heard was mumbling and at times Holy spirit. And I felt without exaggeration, like a lightning bolt from my head to my feet. I almost passed out. And my back never hurt again. And I did cartwheels out of the building. Terry Moyer is my witness and the entire studio. And from that day forward, and, and all he said to me was, you believe and you've got the Holy Spirit in you. And from that day forward, I have never, ever, not that I've ever doubted God, but I tell this story just to give people faith because I didn't know who this guy was. I wasn't even praying with him. I was just like, okay. Like do, do your thing. Like I, I didn't even know what he was doing. There was no medical instruments. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. Like my jaws on the floor. I'm like, feel like I have to. What an incredible it's, story! It, it's, and I've never had a back issue since. And I was somebody that threw my back out. You're like, hitting me. All this, no, I mean like in college. And I, I mean I've heard that. stories like this. No, but I've never to hear ever it firsthand from. Never. That's amazing. I mean, I that remember, just goes I mean, like it was, it was like literally a miracle. And that's why I told the story because if you don't have faith, I mean, it's, it's not something, like I said, I wasn't even dialed in that day, but somehow, some way God knew 
that I needed on that day, that reassurance of here I am. And it's never happened to me since. I've never had an experience like it that I could, I I wanted to selfishly. Like, I want to feel that again. Like, I want to feel that amazing, whatever that was. I want to feel that. But it happened to me. So I think I'm just really grateful that it did. And I've never, ever, ever had a back issue since. Okay. You're going to pass his name on to me later. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will. Dr. Amy, you'll find plenty of stories about him. But like I said, at the time that I did it, I had no idea who he even was. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. See, God just works so amazing. And even through the toughest times in our life, and you know, that's what I just keep telling myself. We're all gonna have hills and valleys at different yeah. points. Everybody, yeah. you're in a good place yeah. right now. You know, God bless you. That's amazing. But there probably are gonna be some hard oh. spots in the future. It's- Yes. And, you know, it's how we deal with it during those times in the trenches or whatever you call it. Yeah. And yeah. No, I'm, I'm a very religious person. Like it's not so much, and especially now with the pandemic going on, it's not necessarily going to church. I just, God is a part of my daily existence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not a day. The first things out of my mouth are thank you, God, every morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I think about every morning is oh, God. another day from alive and breathing. It's a gift. It's a gift. Every day is a gift. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Holly. This has been such a great conversation. I know it's going to encourage a lot of people, whether it's to, you know, seek help, know that being not okay is not, is okay. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. If you're not okay. It's a long time to believe it. I tease my daughter (laughs) because she's trying, you know, she's always miss um, straight A's and she is, but I'm like, you know what? It's okay to get that B plus, even though she's not. I'm like, I wonder who you take after, but still, you know? I know. I know. My daughter's the same. It's okay. Yes. Well, I'm going to end it here with some fun questions, some get to know Holly questions. (laughs) Unicorn is out. Okay. So it's kind of like quick fire questions. Got it. When you're not working, how do you spend your time? When I'm not working, how do I spend my time? (laughs) Sleeping. I would bet because you're at work at what, 1 a.m.? Yeah. I mean, if I can, I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind because it's not like, especially recently, like there's no social life or social interaction. Yes, yeah. I'm at work too. So I get my alarm goes off at one in the morning. Um, but I guess the other part, I, I would say I'm with the dogs. I obviously, I love to cook. For me, that's therapeutic, but it's only therapeutic when I'm not on the hamster wheel. Yeah. Because it's, it's a grind. I have to be, but you know, and it's even more therapeutic if, if I can have like a glass of wine as I'm cooking. Because yeah. I'm such a better cook with wine. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite? Uh, what was the first concert you ever attended? Rick Springfield at the Blossom, and the power went out, and they had to carry him off stage. And I thought I was going to meet him, but I didn't. Oh my goodness! What a great concert. Okay. Yeah. Like literally, there was a thunderstorm, and you all know Blossom, and so the power went out and they carried him off stage. And I thought, this is my chance. I'm going to run and get him. Did he ever come back on or no? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Like they've lost power. The end of that concert and my journey to Mary Rick Springfield ended. Well, I guess at least it was a good memory or a yeah. good memory. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah. He was much older than me. It w- would not have been normal too, but still, yes. <laughs> it was like my heartthrob. He was my heartthrob. Oh. And Duran Duran. And I've never seen Duran Duran in concert. I, I was such a Simon Le Bon and John Taylor fan. That's so great. I love yeah. that. 
Yeah. Okay. I think I know the answer to this one, but what's your favorite beverage? My favorite, uh, well, coffee. I knew you were going to see. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, like, I want to say, I want to be like water because it's so good for me, but coffee. Coffee. Yeah. I'm a cup. Co- do you know? Really do you drink iced coffee? Oh, are you? That's, yeah. I can't get into Even the, in the winter coffee. coffee. Yeah. Interesting. My daughter yeah, keeps trying to convince me, but I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what was your first job? My very first job, drive through girl at McDonald's, Mayfield McDonald's. Really? Yeah. That's unique. Yes. And I loved it because I had that little microphone and I thought yeah. I was so cool. I thought I was like the coolest thing. I used like to have that. the little kit when I was a kid. It was like... Oh. I'd be like large fry or small, you know, <laughs> That's and hilarious. I got a free McDonald's meal, like every night at work that was part of working there. And to this day, I absolutely forgive me all who are anti-fast food. I love McDonald's. My kids won't eat it because now everything is healthy and green right. shakes. They're like, oh, I mean, I could literally eat two Big Macs in a sitting. I'm gluten-free now. I get sick if I have gluten, but otherwise. I'm sorry to say this to you. I hope you're not. No, yeah, you're but not. I've got to tell you, it it was good. You got to admit, yeah. McDonald's is good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. And I will get the extra sauce from the Big Mac to dip my fries in. I'm that girl. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one is, if you could spend your day in anyone else's shoes, who would it be? Like maybe even like, a celebrity or yeah. someone from the past or someone you know? Anyone, I would say, oh gosh, that's hard because there's, there's a few, but the first thing that comes to mind is Jennifer Aniston. Nice. Why her? I just applaud her. I, I feel that she's positive. She's classy. She is so real. Um, I think what I love about Jennifer Aniston is that, and I don't, I, I'm talking like, you know, yeah, Jen and I are going to have lunch in just a few minutes. Oh, I talk but, about this about all my people. So you know what I mean, but I mean, obviously I've never met the woman, but she seems like she's the real deal and I would be shattered if she's not. So no one tell you or if yeah, people that I know, just don't tell please, me if my people are, yeah. please, please. <laughs> but I do love that about her because I've always said that to people. Like if I ever, I've said this to every family member, if you ever see me acting like I'm some kind of something, please tell me because I'm no different than anybody else. And I feel like that's how she comes across. Yeah, Just like the girl does. that I want to sit with and, you know, have a coffee with or a glass of wine with and hang out and do yoga or whatever the heck we want to do. She's Rachel. Yeah. She knows. Rachel. And oh my goodness. Like I, I can't, like I still to this day binge watch friends. Like, oh yeah, me too. I love it. Like, if you don't love friends, I'm not sure we can be friends. <laughs> no, yeah. it's my go-to. It's my go-to. <laughs> I know. I love it too. That in the office. I do love the yeah, office too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Last question. I'm asking everyone on the podcast as we end this. Yeah. Just tell me something you're thankful for. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, well, I think what comes top of mind is I'm so thankful for my health, mm-hmm. especially in the year now year plus that we're living. Um, so thankful for my health. So thankful because without that, I wouldn't be here to enjoy my family and all of the beautiful things around me. And uh, I, I'm just very thankful for that. I love that. 
I, you know, you're a quote person and I just was looking at this quote before I got on the podcast with you and what you said plays into that because I was like writing down all the things I need to do today. I need to make dinner. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you start to get yeah. into the, oh. right, right. Um, so I think you'll like this begin each day with an, I get to mentality instead of, I have to, I get to go to work. I get to have a busy day, whatever it may be. We often dress our opportunities as stress when in fact they're blessings and I- you know, it kind of plays into what you said. I have health. I have this. Yes. Know. Like vision to see you with and your beautiful face. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's those sometimes, I mean, it's, it's sad to me how we need the reminders because we all do, but yeah. Yeah. you know. Oh, me I mean, too. I complain just like the, the next everybody, person. So I, we I all it's do. Part of us. It's just part of being human, but, but I do have to stop and sort of smell the roses, so to speak, because yeah. It's so true. Even when I'm like, oh, my alarm and I didn't sleep last night because I was crazy that I had loads of laundry. Like those are the kinds of things that are like a big deal at midnight when I'm oh. rolling around trying to sleep. I hear you. <laughs> so silly. Or did I put Grady's gym uniform in the book bag? Like it's yeah. so silly. I know. So I hear you, girl. Silly. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, in the scheme of life, he's going to be okay. Even if he doesn't have his gym uniform. Like, right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I know. I hear you. Well, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. And it's just been such a blessing. You can watch your new series on WKIC. Follow Holly on social media. You're just such a a bright ray of sunshine every day with all your quotes and (laughs) in it all. We love everything about you, Holly. So I love you, change. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right back at you. I can't wait till we can like get together, get together. I know. I can't wait to get hugs. Oh, I'm such a hugger. I miss, I mean, I hug my, my kids have had it. I'm like, oh, come here. You know, I know. I, I know. don't stop smothering them. <laughs> well, thanks again. You too. Uh, I love it, Holly. She is just fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can get all the details in show notes, links to some of the things that we talked about. And if this is your first time listening, check out some of the previous episodes. I hope it uplifts you. I hope it keeps you encouraged. And again, thank you for listening.